Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The perfect closet additions feel as good as they look. And Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype. Be honest. Are you completely obsessed with your shoes? Have you been known to talk about your shoes to friends, family, and people in line at the grocery store? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's. Because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. Just ask the millions of women who wear Rothy's every single day. You may have heard of the point and the flat from Rothy's, but they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Plus, every single Rothy's product is made with sustainable materials, like plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So not only are they comfortable, washable, wear everywhere shoes that look great on your feet, they're great for the planet too. Step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? And for a limited time, you can get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com slash comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com slash comfort. The Fearless Curious Soul, Goldilocks Productions presents The Deep Reading. <laughs> Connecting you to your soul show. Hello, this is Suzanne Wyman, The Deep Psychic. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Please think about the commentary that you relate to. I want you to feel included and know that if this conversation resonates to who and what you are, then you are part of something greater than yourself. The universe is connecting to you, answering your questions. Well, here we are. It's Thursday afternoon at 12 noon in Dana Point, California, and it is a gray day. Um, if you're not somebody who's used to a coastal zone, that means that it is gray in the morning, and they promise us that it will burn off, but 
it doesn't look like it's burning off at the moment. <clears throat> they call it an inversion layer, and what it really means is you really can't tell what time it is, if it's day or night or um, anything. It just is completely gray. It's absolutely beautiful. Locals call it sunburn weather because you don't realize how much sun you're getting. So um, today I have a really great guest. Her name is Peggy Kelly, and let's see if she's there and if we can bring her on. And I'm here. Great. Hey, Peggy, how are you? I'm good. So glad to be here for you. Oh, and with you. Okay. Oh, thank you. You and I talked for just a few minutes yesterday, and uh, it was a, it was a good conversation. And you are, as always, so helpful and accommodating. And the story that I wanted to start out with was I wanted to start out with the church that you were telling me about that has ended up. Um, basically, in a position of becoming an unknown, an unknown item, and it holds the history, which is really important to the New Age, the New Thought movement. And yet, this church is is sort of moving into an obscure position. So, we're going to talk about that part first, and then we're going to talk about ideas about weddings for this year. Is that good? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, so start let's start the story. Start the story. <clears throat> so um, Founders Church is located on Sixth um, and Berendo in, in what is now known as Koreatown, and okay. it was built. Um, it was built sixty years ago. This is its sixtieth anniversary. So 60 years ago, that community was totally different than it is today. Um, right. And it's a historic building because it, it was built by a black architect, a uh, renowned black architect, um, and I don't know his name, although I'm going to look it up here really fast so that I get this right. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, because it's important, it, it really is important about it. And the architecture, it was um, a unique design uh, of of an ellipse. So it's not circular, although it appears to be that way. It's actually oval, um, mm -hmm. and it seats over three hundred. Uh, close to 400 guests, um, which, you know, that's a good-sized community uh, on that. Right. And, um, and what's unique about it, it was the reason it's called Founders Church is that was the first church of Ernest Holmes, who was the founder of religious science. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of history. Picky. <laughs> which is now called um, Center for Spiritual Understanding. They changed their name. Is it Spiritual Understanding or uh, Center for Spiritual Living? Ah, you are right, Spiritual Living. Very good. Right. Um, okay. Right. So go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 absolutely. 
So, you know, the architect, his name was Robert R. Williams, and, um, and he was a very renowned uh, black architect, um, you know, back in the day, and um, brought this unique style and design. Now, when I, it's Paul R. Williams. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, and there's a, and there's a whole article on the founders' uh, website about the history. And there is actually an article called "Lost LA" about it because here again, when it was built and it originated. It was that whole community was totally different in its um, in its uh, demographic, and um, it was uh, predominantly Afro American in that area. And all it was off of downtown. It was by the Adams area, and such um, uh, because it's close to Vermont, sixth in Vermont, on it. So. Uh, and when I met it the first time was back in um, in the the mid '80s because I was the di- I was the, uh, the general manager for the Hamburger Hamlet that was on Wilshire and Berendo. and um, so after church service, this sea of just amazing, elegantly quaffed ladies in hats and gloves would walk down for brunch. So I always knew that it was there, and, 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 it, and it was packed. It was packed. Um, and then recently, as they were coming into their, into their 60th anniversary, they wanted to do a celebration, and so I was very excited. I, I got the opportunity. I was introduced to the, the new pastor, um, uh, Arthur Chang, who's just a lovely man, and uh, and his team, and so I came to visit, and I walked into this this unbelievable uh, facility, and there was less than fifty people there. Right. And my heart hurts, and my heart hurts, and right. what I you know, and and yes, you know, times do change, and and that, but religious science and the the Center for Spiritual Living. You know, this is a very active community. Mm-hmm. So, so let, me, you know, let, me ask with, you, let me ask you a few questions here. <clears throat> okay. So, so first of all, um, the first piece is, is that when you, a lot of people don't understand some of the stuff that you've outlined, and so I'm going to outline it. So first of all, when this church was built, it was part of Lafayette Square, and a lot of people don't understand that in California, um, we have a divided society um, where we, the people that are of color live in one section, and the people that are white live in another section. We didn't divide mm-hmm. the society. The major difference in this area is, is that the people of color decided to create their own community and their own locations. And Lafayette Square and the area surrounding Lafayette Square were the areas that were for the very prosperous, professional, um, wealthy um, right. families of color. So today, that area that he designed architecture in 
is um, an area which has a lot of poverty, a lot of crime, and it has um, it has a lot of problems that are associated with um, a dense population in a um, competitive environment. So I thought it was kind of interesting that he became well, um, Paul. Paul Revere Williams, which I think is just a really beautiful name, became known for doing homes for people like um, <clears throat> Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and a, a lot of people at that time that were well-known. But the thing I always find interesting is that here we are today and um, we really need something historical to bring us as a group of metaphysicians, as a group of new age, new thought movement people, we need something to move back to a piece of our origins. And this piece of architecture that you talk about is something I don't even know anything about. And I was raised in science of mind uh, with the Richelieu family in um, Redondo Beach, California. So... I find it kind of surprising, and so my question to you is, is how come this, and, and we'll go back to your story, but how is it that this has basically become unknown? Well, I'm not sure exactly what happened over those 30-some-odd years from when I first met it to today. I know that there, that there was a change in leadership, um, and here's what is in, uh, important to know. There is a whole hall there of history uh, of the archives from Ernest Holmes and, um, a, and, and the whole legacy of religious science is housed mm-hmm. there. And wow. I don't think people know that. They don't know that. Um, you know, the original, the original mm-hmm. pastor... Um, uh, not just, you know, um, Dr. Holmes, but the very first, and, and I'm looking for his name, um, uh, was, um, oh, let me believe, I'm sorry. It's okay. So, uh, but, but I, I think what happened, there's only been, excluding Dr. Holmes, two pastors there. Wow. The original person, and which, uh, you know, had everything alive and vibrant, you know, but also the area was live and vibrant in a different way than right. too. Because, you know, by, by, that, by that church was also um, the ambassador. It was also down right. from the Wiltern. You know, right. um, there, there are two other... Um, huge Presbyterian churches that kind of are like sentries. You know, there's one on Aberendo uh, and, and Wilshire, and there's another one that I think is up on Third, around Third, uh, um, and and um, not quite Vermont, but the next street over, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, so, you know, and then when when the actual um, uh, demographic changed from the affluent black community to the Korean community, there was a huge shift there too. So, and, and because the, 
area is so dense. Um, parking is, 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 was, a, was a huge issue and continues to be a huge issue there. Um, yes, you, you've so, got 400 states, but where do you park them? Okay. So um, <clears throat> parking in that part of, of um, the city um, is expensive. It's not available, and it's really not accommodating. And that's just a, that's just a, we live we live in a car culture. Other parts of the world right. don't have a car culture. So, um, and there's no there's no forgiveness there in that process. So, nope. I think I think the current rate for parking for paying for a parking spot in that area, I think is eight dollars every fifteen minutes. Does that sound right? You know, um, I'm not sure, but okay. but it's pretty hefty. Now, what they did do is they is they made a parking agreement with one of the the um, you know parking structures for mm-hmm. Sunday. Okay. But you know, but here is here is this am- <laughs> yeah, but here's this amazing space because it it's a two tiered theater. It has the balcony. It, it's a full production facility um, that, you know, that really looks like the Pantages in many respects as far as feeding capacity. And such, it has, you know, a separate side chapel. It has a low, where, where the archives are, is on the lower floor. There's area for signing if you wanted to do um, events. This is a great event space as well as, as community space. So and um, a little a little article that they have on um, they have online, and it says um, Ernest Holmes established the Founders Church of Religious Science in 1932, and by the time he died in 1960, his church had grown to 100,000 members across the country. The Los Angeles but, congregation needed a new sanctuary, so its new members hired architect Paul Revere Williams, and so. And it is it is listed in the Los Angeles Conservancy locations, um, mm-hmm. but it, the thing the thing that I find so unique is that you know I was raised in this movement and I thought that I knew a lot about it and I thought that I was aware of it, and this seems to be sort of a um, strange thing because very easily this location could slip into obscurity. Uh, it could mm-hmm. also slip into a place of you know, just not being able to be used. But you have, um, and I guess the other part that we need to be more direct about is is that, you know, Koreatown, um, Koreatown is not a place that is, at nighttime, that is safe in any way. It just is not a safe place to take a walk in, okay? I personally would never take a walk in that area, and I consider myself pretty... Um, pretty safe and pretty secure in most neighborhoods of any part of Los Angeles. Um, so how has that happened? I mean, I'm not talking about the, like, like you have knowledge of it, but in your opinion, because it's just an opinion, how has it happened that such an important structure to the New Age, the New Thought Movement, well well-designed, well-built, an incredible venue, beautiful in every way. How has that slipped into an obscure place that nobody today 
basically. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. How has that happened? Well, I think sometimes we can we there's we build our communities, and um, and when when this this community was built, it was built by the pastor prior to uh, Reverend Chang, uh, Dr. Chang, and um, and as that that layer of community passed on, it wasn't replaced. So as each layer of community passes passes on passes forward, if it's not replaced, if it's not renewed, if it's and if you know younger generations are not engaged, whether it's through programming or outreach or you know mission or education or whatever it is, um, you eventually will go extinct. Um, okay. On it, it's just a numbers game. After a while, on that, um, and what was interesting is when I went there, the um, the Sunday, the, the first Sunday that I was there, um, the average age in that room was over sixty. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, so, so it, so it, it was, you know, that the um the older um congregants and that there were there was you know if there was youth they have a small youth group uh, that uh you know i saw that the kids were brought out later there was like three uh of that um so it's um i don't know exactly all of the dynamics of it but what what I saw was, was that you know uh, that the generations before had 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 literally gone on and um, and that this was part of a very close knit everybody knew everybody um, community um, they're very warm they're very welcoming but mm-hmm. you know did I it was incredibly obvious that I was new. It was incredibly obvious that I was different, um, you know, because it's, it's predominantly, um, I would say, 80% Afro-American, and there was probably two or three um, white people in the group, me being one of them. Um, so, and, and it's not about color and race. It really isn't. It's just that was... The, the the original congregation was the affluent Afri- African American, right? So it's an interesting um, I, the architect who designed um, designed that building. It's a very unusual looking building. He designed the building which sits in the center of um, LAX Airport. He he um, designed architecturally so many things in in um, Los Angeles that are kind of like our, you know, if you've lived here your whole life, you don't even think anything of it. I mean, they're just, right. they're just part of the, you know, sort of the structure. But I, I think, and I'm listening to you talk about this, um, and I can feel the emotions, you know, as you, as you talk about this. You know, here's this incredible structure. It's a large structure, and basically, 
it's ended up in a situation of obscurity because of its location. And so, which is... I don't know if it was totally location. It can also, it can also, location doesn't help it. But I think with some creativity and some willingness to step out of maybe some comfort zones, um, that... um, and, and some outreach. Here's the one thing that they that that I'm thrilled to say that that, that has happened there is they have a um, they've added added a Hispanic um, uh, ministry to it, mm-hmm. and um, and that is the younger younger families, and that and um, so they have they have their uh, services done in Spanish. You know, the same way that they do mass down at the cathedral in Spanish at, at, at a certain hour, it's the same thing there, which I thought, you know, you know that was forward thinking. You know, being so close to USC and, and, to, and to other things that are there, um, and with the influx of um, younger people moving into Koreatown just based on economics, you know, I, I think that there could be... Um, uh, an outreach campaign put together just for awareness and and the other part because of of the size of the 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 seating capacity and also the theatrical um potential it's a huge mm-hmm. area for conferences and um concerts and plays and just all kinds of of community and 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 um, uh, art opportunities, right, right. So, and even so and even with social distancing, if you if you if you took four hundred seats and 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 even with social distancing, you would still have an audience of a hundred in there if you did it at twenty five percent, and 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 be good with that. Okay. So there's a real opportunity okay. for for the facility to be used for much more than just, you know, services and religious gatherings. You know, it could really be a community um, uh, centerpiece. Did you ever ever see the um, series Six Feet Under? I know of it, but I haven't watched it. So one one of the great points of it was is that they took this incredibly beautiful house which is in the adjacent area to that and they filmed the Fisher family's home um, funeral services and so many people don't really understand that in the 40s and 50s that was where you wanted to live if you were living in Los Angeles and you had a home it is an incredible Mm -hmm. example of beautiful architecture and this is an amazing example of um, architecture, too, at the same time. But <clears throat> I just think, for some reason or another, that this location has sort of, you know, fallen through the cracks. And I'm going to take and we're going to take a time on this. We've done our plug for this. We're going to post this all over the place, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to see if we can't create a shift. But I want to take you now on to some of your ideas about weddings 
in the middle of this pandemic and what are some great solutions for people that want to get married in 2020 but need a different set of insights into this situation. So um, you and I kind of had a, a short conversation about that, and that's the other thing that I want to talk to you about because you are, if you'd like to introduce yourself, you are somebody who is in the wedding planning business. Well, I'm an event and wedding designer and producer. Um, okay. My company is Timeless Celebrations, and, and, and we design and produce um, predominantly nonprofit and social celebratory events. So the wedding, the, the, the wedding arena is, is a huge part uh, of not just my business but my life. Um, I believe in love. I always have. Uh, and with that, you know, this year has brought with it unprecedented you know, happenings, and, and, but also some unprecedented opportunities. And okay. in the beginning, you know, I, w- I was in Las Vegas in March at the special event um, speaking and, and on March 12th. And, and on March 16th is when everything shut down. But w- when we were there, uh, there were 8,000 event professionals there, and we were watching our industry just domino. And right. between the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, was, it was like a dominoes game, and we were losing in a really big way on that. Right. We came back to, you know, uh, the world closing down on, on March 16th, and everyone not knowing what to do, where to go, um, what was next. There, uh, just due to timing, you know, March is it, it starts the ramp up for the spring bridal uh, run, as we call it, and it's very popular. The first bloom of roses are in April, April fifteenth, usually, and and so there was so much anticipation of because twenty twenty was was coined, you know, a magical year. And and it still is. It just it's a just a little different looking than we anticipated on it. And and unfortunately, weddings needed to be changed. And there were two choices: you could cancel or you could postpone. Now, both meant change. And when you have been planning your wedding for anywhere from nine months to a year or longer, neither one of those words are the ones you want to hear. But unfortunately, those, the, that was a conversation that all of the industry had to have. And, and couples had to have a choice. They had a choice. Some canceled completely because they just couldn't wrap. The, it, it, was, it was too big. It was too big. We need to step back. We need to reevaluate, um, and 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 then we'll make a decision. Many said we're going to postpone, and if they were in March or April, they were thinking, "How about June? How about August? How's the fall looking?" And and as we have have continued to to experience every day, every week, that 
the changes and the postponements have continued, and they've continued into 2021 and into 2022. Okay. What comes so with that? You, let me ask you a question. And that Got is, it? is that if we, um, I don't want to go down the, I don't want to go down the um, path of people are kind of contemplating some negative things. Let's just say that there's a young couple, and they have their hearts set on getting married in 2020. So the right. first thing that came to my mind, the very first thing that came to my mind was that it would be a small celebration. Um, I think the first time that they placed limits, it was like 50 people, but if you included the wait staff, then there really was no way to really even have a wedding with 50 of your closest friends. So <clears throat> the first thing I thought of is, is I thought, well, why not take and have... Um, Knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. A situation where everything is set up and everything is laid out and you have 50 of your closest friends and then um, an outdoor location would work because California is beautiful all the way through October and then um, afterwards after everybody leaves and the other people who come and take care of the event come and clear everything away which is totally a doable situation the problem is is that people are thinking well I can't do this because if I do this um, I'm creating further problems. So let's talk about what the real options are for people that say, i got to get married in 2020, and this is how it happens, and part of my guests are going to be on Zoom, and they're going to get a, a piece of wedding cake in the mail a day later. You know, I mean, I'm coming up with some interesting solutions here. Let's talk about those people that want to get married no matter what's going on, and they want to get on with you know, the next part of married life. Let's talk about that. Well, there, currently elopement, which is anywhere from two to four people, um, is, is the most petite of the options. There is what is called a micro-wedding, and micro is, is, um, is 10. So you've got your bride, your groom, your officiant, and, and seven of your, you know, say six of your of your closest uh, family members you can and then you can layer in different services a lot of those are done in a in a two to four hour block versus okay. the whole day um, and there are my my company and many other companies are are doing what are called micro weddings there's also mini mini tends to be 50 and under depending if that and that is pending um legal uh you know what what the what the the current protocol is because and this is what we've learned in so many ways yes you have a family that that has been together but when you start adding in others is is when risk 
increases. You, you also have your vendors, which is your officiant, your photographer, if you're doing videography to, to, to go to Zoom on that, you know, your venue. You know, you have to have all of these protocols in place. And the industry has worked incredibly hard. There's been a huge event task force working hand-in-hand -hand with the health department and all health departments because Long Beach has a separate one, Pasadena has a separate one, and L.A. County has a separate one, and Orange County has a separate one. So, and they all have different rules. They're, 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 they're run by different um, health departments. So um, most of it's universal, but some of them are slightly different, and you have to adhere to the, the, the rules and protocol of, the, of each area depending on where you are. Myself being up in, up in Pasadena, we have our own health department here, and the rules are the rules. And same way with you, you're, you know, you're down south, so you, you have another set of rules down there. And, and what we learned is, is really about reach in a different way, that how one person can affect so many others on it. Okay. And, okay. Um, and well, we learned... We learn this in a lot of ways. Okay, so what's, what's, let's talk about a wedding that you feel good about offering, a micro wedding. I'm sorry, say that again. Say that one more time. I, talk, I didn't hear you. Talk, talk to me about a wedding you feel good about offering a couple. A couple comes to you and says, we realize we can't have what we originally wanted. We want to get married. And now tell me what is the wedding you would offer them under the current conditions, health departments, bureaucracy have become part of the difficulty because obviously there should be a policy which is consistent. And this is always a problem when we go through a change, the lack of consistency and the lack of standard protocols. So this is an ongoing problem repeated throughout history since the time of the Romans. Um, but talk to me about what you would offer a couple that wants to get married in 2020. 2020 is a four-year, and a four-year is about structure. It's about foundation. It's about, yeah. Right? And so when we talk about that, we're talking about somebody who's choosing to begin a life in a brand-new foundation. and. Realistically, what is it you would offer somebody or suggest? Because well, I think God about this year for marriage, nothing. No, actually, actually, it's quite good. A four-year, you talk about structure and foundation. Um, it's building, it's building your life and your marriage on a firm foundation. I think right. um, so. It, so it's actually a very good year. And two and two is 22, which is a master number of greatness. So with, from, a, from a number standpoint, it's a very auspicious year. Um, what we would offer is, is, from a protocol standpoint, is um, you know, whether it's a venue or let, let me give you an example. Um, Alan Katz owns a company called Great Efficients. He has a chapel at his business that is outside. Outside is a big, is a big piece of, for many of these right now. Mm -hmm. um, he has it set up so that when you arrive, everything has been sterilized. 
Everyone is with masks. Everything ha- there's hand, hand sanitizer upon arrival. Um, the uh, there's a beautiful arch that is there. Um, he has handled the the wedding license. That was that was a big issue for a long time that we couldn't get wedding license. People could not get married here for a while because all of that was closed. But that's back and open for right now. Mm-hmm. So he would handle all of that with you. And here again, social distancing. Um, he's wearing a mask. You are also. If you don't have one, he will provide one um, on that. Um, as far as for the service, he, you know, he can, he's efficient so that he can actually officiate. You can do it you know, as a couple. You can do it and bring, you know, a few of, of, you know, few family members. It tends to be under 10 there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they do the service. And, and uh, you can, depending, many people are doing like cake and punch. You remember way back when in the 50s? Um, you weren't there, but I was. Um, uh, where, where after the ceremony you went down, possibly you know out in in the church patio, and there was cake and champagne or cake and punch. Many of that is making a resurgence in that, mm-hmm. and so it's very stylized, um, you know. And what they will do is we'll do a small wedding cake for cake cutting, and then individual cakes or cupcakes or pedophores or whatever for any guests that are attending. Mm-hmm. So everything is has has actually gotten more detailed. Um, it's very sweet. You can, you still have the beautiful bouquet. You still have the boutonnieres. You still have your dress. I mean, many of the elements are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's happened is people have become more conscious of the depth and breadth of the ceremony. It has now taken center stage versus backstage. In many cases before, the ceremony was beautiful and it was nice, but the focus was was on the party after. Okay. So let's, now let's talk about that. Now it's flipping. Let's talk, let's, let's talk about that. So my husband paints weddings. And, right. Um, so the options that somebody would have, and, and what you just described is just really beautiful. You go to an outdoor location. The officiant has set everything up. Everything meets the um, safety requirements. Um, and there you are with a small group of people. Now, theoretically, you could put it on Zoom. Right. You can stream after- it. You can stream it, absolutely. Right. And then afterwards, people have um, the gathering where it really was a very modest um, sort of setting for people to do mm-hmm. that in the 50s and the 60s to have a very modest wedding. It was usually done Absolutely. at the church that they attended, and um, they had a small group of people. And you, you, of course, anybody in the congregation could attend the wedding, but then the reception afterwards was just for the people that were part of the wedding and that were related to the bride and the groom. And it was mm-hmm. always something extremely small. Um, it might be a mm-hmm. toast, it might be a speech, and that was it. 
And that right. was a very enjoyable occasion. So my thought is that, and people, you know, you know, you still can have that photographed, and you still have your wedding photographs, you still have your beautiful gown, but it really is bringing the focus back onto the process of coupledom, starting with a, um, you know, starting with the ceremony and what the ceremony represents to the two people. And so that, I mm-hmm. think it's a beautiful return to to what a wedding is about. Now, I have I, I love the extravagant weddings. I love the beautiful, beautiful, elaborate weddings and events. Please don't get me wrong. But I don't think that people should be deciding to not become married because they think that they can't have what they want. They could have a wedding um, party a year later, two years later, whatever. But, but do it on your first anniversary. Do it on your first anniversary. Many of the Asian communities do that, where they where where they do the big wedding and celebration a year later. Mhm. Right. So it's it's quite it's quite lovely, and I think rather than um, people getting, you know, caught up in some of these um, things that they think are prohibiting them from getting married, I want to encourage them to go back to the thing that is most important, that you're building a new family together. doesn't necessarily mean that you have children, but you're building a new family together with this person. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what the whole sacred process is centered in. And when my husband and I got married, um, we didn't get a painting of our wedding afterwards. And, you know, the cake was wonderful and and the candy was great, and the meal was fabulous, and my friends were wonderful, and, you know, my family and my husband's family, it was really quite wonderful. But then afterwards, the thing that we said, we were like, oh, my gosh, where's our painting? Because um, that becomes, you know, like one of the nice keepsakes from the wedding day, and, you know, event planners such as yourself, they take the wedding painting from that day and they hang it up in the honeymoon suite. So my mm-hmm. point is in talking about weddings with you because you know you love this, you love this, I love this, we love weddings, who doesn't love a wedding? Um is that the things that make it memorable and are truly special are still there for people that still want to get married. So um mm-hmm. you know that's it's not gone. It's just very different today. So, um, yeah, you've presented a, a very good option, a very sound, solid, practical option for people if they, you know, they have to if they want to get married this year. So, <clears throat> so tell me, and I put you on the spot because we didn't prepare any of our questions here today. Tell me. As of today, what is your favorite petite elope wedding or mini wedding story? Just no names, obviously, but just tell me one of your favorite stories because um, right now you're in a very interesting position. I mean, you're talking about history. You're really talking about the history of, you know, what weddings are like in Los Angeles, California today. I mean, that's what you're telling me about. 
Well, and and it is historic. Um, I from a story standpoint, it I I think what I love most, and, and I haven't I have to be honest, I haven't had the pleasure of of, of producing a petite wedding yet. Um, we've done stylized shoots, which are different on that. Um, and and those have been fun. What I am passionate about is is giving couples a place and um, a, a safe place to be and vent uh, and, and share their concerns, their discomfort, their 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 sadness. Because you know this is a process. And and we can go for the logistics, and then we can go for the emotion. And logistics will always take care of themselves. We can figure out how to to you know the bouquet and the and the ceremony and all of that. But the the part that I love to focus on is the couple and the emotional piece of this, and 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 hold them close as they go through that process of letting go of of what they thought their day was going to look like and and hold them as they evolve into what the next version of that is and then celebrate them for the journey that they've taken because that i think is is where we are now for so many um, couples are, are, they don't know. You know, at first it, it seemed like it was going to be, well, we're just going to, we're going to postpone from April, we're going to be fine in August, and, and, and everything's okay. And their mind was set on that. And here we are, you know, at, in July, towards the end of July, August is next door, and they've had to postpone again. And, and so it, it is an emotional roller coaster. For them, that that cannot be denied, and we have two choices: is that we can focus on the logistics, or we can focus on uh, on that roller coaster and that journey, and take that with them. And I think more than ever, planners and are, are need to become partners with their couples, so that you know, so that the journey and the roller coaster. Um, is not is as easy as it can be because we're in the same spot with them. We don't know either exactly how this is going to unfold. But if we're doing it together, I think that it that it doesn't feel as tragic as it could feel. I think about all of the couples that didn't have a planner and and where they are right now and how what are they doing and how are they handling this and you know who is helping them through all of the the, the health protocols and and such and that's where i get concerned as well as you know you know if you have a planner we're we're all band we've all banded together you know as an industry to make sure that everybody gets through to the best of our ability you know safely and but but you have to remember not everyone has a planner 
And that is where I get concerned on it, and that there's a way for them to know to, to reach out to all of us. It doesn't mean that, that we have to be booked as their planner, but if they have questions, they can call me. I would be the first one on the block to say, if you have a question and you don't know, please call. I mean, I will, t- I will take the time to, to, to point you in a direction or help you or answer a question um, because this is serious on, okay. on what's happening. So, so why don't you share your information? So anyone can reach out to me at Peggy at TimelessCelebrations.com, and I am happy to to help in any way. If you have questions, concerns, you know, um, it, because it may be a simple answer that will guide you safely to what your next action is. And sometimes you just need to be heard. And I think that's the big piece that that um, that the industry is doing is is it's listening, it's um, compassionate, it's trying to help everybody through this. We we don't have all of the answers, but the answers we have we share, and um, and that and know that your special day is still your special day, and and that we will do everything in our power to make it everything and more. That, that you wanted. And what some people are finding out is that it's even more intimate. It's more detailed. It's more their story. It's, it's brought them together in a way that, that, that they had no idea that, that it was going to. It's brought families together that may not have been as close as they were prior to this. So, you know, there's, it's a historic time, yes. And well, it'll be a story you. that you're going to tell your kids and your grandkids about how you got married in the middle of a pandemic, that your love was so great that you had to do it then. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a, a question, sort of like bringing us back into focus. So this is a year of change. So we go through this change. We create a brand-new foundation. There's planetary aspects that have occurred that haven't occurred in 6,500 years. There's planetary aspects that the last time they occurred was when Luther took and went to the front of the church and nailed up his 93 um, requests. Um, This is a change, but it's on solid ground, and it's a solid change that needs to take place. So... I'm not, I, I keep thinking, I get up every single day and I go, oh my God, this is great. And I don't even know where that's coming from because I am not Mrs. Chipper without my coffee, okay? And every morning I'm waking up with that feeling and at first I felt guilty. I thought, Suzanne, what is wrong with you that you are feeling good during what's going on? But every single day I get up with that feeling unasked for, unsearched for and I think oh my god this is good I feel great and I don't Mm -hmm. have an explanation for it and I start thinking about it and I thought because this was so long overdue because this was so necessary yes it's inconvenient yes it's difficult yes there's tragedy yes however there's a good cause for it it's long overdue it's needed so um, if everybody could just simply um, 
you know, if we could just do the things that make us safe, keep us safe and protect others, this process will pass. World will go on. It may not be the same world that we knew prior to this process, but the world does go on. So um, I thought I thought about you know all of these things, and the thing that you said is is that if you choose love and you choose marriage during this time, it will be a thousand times more memorable than the wedding that happened in 2019 or 2022. So that's a right. lovely comment. Did you? You know, I mean, it's like the babies that are born during this, um, during COVID. Right. You know, I mean, it's the same, same thing. You were born during the pandemic. So you got married during the pandemic. It is the courage to go forward, you know, sensibly practical, you know, with the suggested guidelines, yes. But let's go forward. Forward. Let's go forward and say yes to love. Let's go forward and say yes to family. Let's go forward and continue on with our dreams. So, um, and and what a very can I say what a very generous offer it is on your part to say, you know, you're welcome to contact me. You're welcome to ask me your questions. You're welcome to connect with me, and that you want people to feel as if they're heard which is really very important. I want to feel heard. You want to feel heard. People that are experiencing a change, they want to feel heard. What a very generous mm-hmm. offer to make, really. So, and I and I mean, and I mean it too. I, you know, people say, well, you know, they just say that. Well, I'm the type that picks up the phone. I freak everybody out because I answer, um, and and that because this is a time of commitment, and okay. you know. I think that, and it is a commitment to to go forward, and it's a commitment to each other. Um, it, like I say, I, I really feel that that the ceremony has uh, is is so richer for this, and um, it used to be, you know, a quick five, ten, fifteen minute moment, and now it's not. Now, now it is it is celebrated and it is expanded and it is you know it's it, it has all these beautiful new elements that weren't in it before. I mean, it really has you know changed and evolved into into this beautiful, magnificent uh, uh, displays and readings and music and all of these things that you that you can still do. Mm-hmm. The sentiment. So, so it's gotten on, uh, I think, you know, I'm sorry? The sentiment, the sentimental um, flourishes that don't cost, that are not about money, but are about the heart and right. the expression of love between two people. So um, mm-hmm. so I, we're going we're gonna to take, we're down to our last few minutes here, Peggy, and we're going to take and we're going to um, wrap it up. So just um, great conversation, and thank you very much for coming and sharing your insight and your wisdom and your perspective um, about people being able to choose love, family, home, marriage, and going forward in this time, because that's really the message that I want to carry 
it may not be what you thought it was going to be, but I assure you it will be, be even better because you will have made a decision to go forward. But sort of give us a concluding thought, something to reflect on afterwards here. Mm. Mm. Reflective thought. Reflective yeah, for me, it, 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 it's, it, it's always, you know, love only. Mm-hmm. Okay. And remember who you are. Okay. Uh, we are, we're, we're here, there's a reason that we're here at this time. We chose to be here. And so choose love. Choose love. I love it. That's absolutely perfect. Um, so I really, I really like, um, I really like the introduction of talking about the um, architectural masterpiece that um, Paul Revere Williams created for um, Center. It's Center for Spiritual Living. Is that right? Did I get it right this time? Yeah, Center for Spiritual Living. Center for Spiritual Living. Um, a sacred space, and then um, a wedding is creating sacred space between two people in order to honor their life, and by taking and setting aside some of the things that are about guests and menus and everything else, it brings the wedding, the marriage, back to the most sacred component, which is, is what happens between two people when they commit to one another, and build a life together. So, um, great tie, um, great thought, and um, you truly are inspired. And thank you so much for doing this because we really were not well prepared, and I did put you on the spot a few times, so I hope you um, give me a grace card on that one. Um, But you did a great conversation. You did a great job of educating people about thinking about these things very differently because that is our challenge. Think about it differently and continue to go forward. That's the journey today. Yeah. So, Just all think, right. Yeah, think wide. Think wide. So, yeah, um, and take and provide your information one more time for me, please, and then we're going to wrap so, it up. And you've been great. So, Peggy Kelly, Timeless Celebrations, and it's mm-hmm. Peggy at TimelessCelebrations.com. We are here for you. We are. We want to. We want to help. We want to heal. We want to listen. Um, and most of all, we want to celebrate. Fabulous. Okay. And this is Suzanne Wyman, and I am um, the deep reading connecting you to your soul. I'll be here next Thursday for everybody to join us. You can always call me directly at seven one four four zero zero seven three eight four and leave me a message and I will call you back and join us again next week and I hope this message goes out and helps as many people as it can possibly help thank you for joining me thank you for being part of it and I look forward to seeing you next week have a great day goodbye become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU.
And we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them. And we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.